everything is gonna be alright. Every little thing is gonna be alright. <sighs> everything is amazing. And this is gonna be another great episode because, you know, we all deserve it. Right? We all deserve now we're it. murdered. It's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. We should definitely have a podcast, like a spin-off called An Hour of Murder, right? Where we murder people and record it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. Sounds great. Sign me up. Hi, everybody. Sign me up, guys. This is not a Hi. live murder podcast. This is a podcast about true mm-hmm. crime called Suspiria. Yeah. By the end of this episode, one of us is going to be dead, and one of us is in a room in Boston, the other one's in the closet with guns in Florida, so we can all bet who's going to be dead and who's not. You can place your bets, okay? Um, I'm definitely Great. going to die first, because I have no survival instincts, so if there's any situation in which either of us could die, I'm the first person dying. So... Thank you so much, Steph. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> because, like, I think I'm so... I don't know. Yeah. So, guys, this is Suspiria. I'm Carol. I'm Stephanie. So, today, if my smoke alarm would stop beeping, I will let you know that we're going to talk about another spooky crime. Spooky murder. Mm-hmm. But... This time, it is not a Brazilian crime, is it, Carol? Huh. It isn't, actually. It's from a country that we haven't done before. Like, most of the countries that we haven't done. Okay? We only did, like, a few. Is this state? Yeah, it's a territory. I think you guys know what I'm talking about here. (laughs) When I say that I don't know shit about (laughs) geography, okay? I am in the... I'm in the wrong here. It's Puerto Rico, okay? It's a state. Yeah, it's a territory. I believe it. Territory. Yes. So, yeah. Shout out to all (laughs) the Boricuas Boricuas that are listening. I I don't think there's a lot of you listening because you probably have better things you do. No. But shout out to any Mm -hmm. of you that may be listening. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully your country, not your country, what? Not your country. <laughs> Carol's bad geography skills are rubbing off on me, but hopefully oh, the nice. island will be restored to its glory soon, um, as soon as we can get a decent government in place. Cause, let's hope. Let's keep on yeah. hoping. Someday. So Someday yeah. we all get... Welcome to this politics session. Just kidding. No. <laughs> Every damn episode now. Yeah. Okay, so today we're talking about, I think it is, the biggest or one of the biggest cases in Puerto Rico, like, history ever. So we're talking about Luis Vigoro, which is spelled in a French manner, but we're going to say Vigoro because it's how they pronounce it. So, anyways. And because we can't uh, speak French. No. No, but, I mean, probably... Sounds just like that in French, you know. I don't know. I feel like everything sounds fancier in French. Baguette. Croissant. Yes. <laughs> I see you French people. I know, right? We have uh, French listeners. Mm-hmm. So, Louise Vigoro was born on April 12th, 1928, in the Chupacalos 
ward of Ceiba, Puerto Rico. His dad worked for a sugarcane mill. Oh my god. Pause. I love sugarcane so much. I miss Oh my god. Eating like sugar from the cane not, not sugar cane, yeah. but like you know, like biting onto the sugar cane. My the aunt best. had a bunch of Guys. sugar cane um plants in her property. And I was talking to my cousin mm-hmm. the other day and she told me my aunt cut everything off. She doesn't have any anymore. No, really? Yeah, I was so sad. No, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you can get sugar cane. You know what I mean? Like, buy, like, from Publix or something. I wonder if they have sugar um, cane. I don't know. I can ask because there's a Brazilian uh, place near me that sells the sugar cane juice. And they have the actual, mm. like, sugar cane. And they make, they juice it, like, oh, so right then and there. So I'll ask them uh-huh. where do they buy their sugar cane. <laughs> yeah. And if anything, you can try to buy from them. Like, yeah, you're going to, you know, juice this anyway. So just not juice it and sell it to yeah. you. Basically. But yeah, guys, sugarcane juice. The best. It is bomb. I recommend it. Yeah. I wonder if other cultures also drink it. Probably. I feel like most of Latin Probably. American countries do the same thing. But they alter one little aspect Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's really good. Let us know, guys. Because, you know, we're just... I mean, it would be great if we're both from, like, different countries. So we could, like, maybe share that. But we're not. So, yeah, let us know. You know, curious. Very curious now. So his dad worked on a sugarcane mill. And he actually died when Luis was really young. So his mom, Eulalia, took care of him and his seven siblings. Huge family. How how can you pop seven like eight kids out of your vagina? Like how does that My happen? My grandmother popped sixteen in a span of like fifteen years. So mm. <laughs> oh sorry for her. Yeah. Oh my god! Really? Yep. Fuck that! No thanks. So Louise moved to San Juan as a teenager and found job on a radio. So the radio was W I W I A C. FM. So it was a good radio because it's FM and we know that AM radios are, you know. <laughs> With the wake of the Second World War, of course, uh, a lot of the hosts were unavailable. So he had the opportunity to work on a show called Alma Estudantil. And uh, this is how his career kind of kicked off and, you know, started. As the years passed, uh, his career and popularity grew exponentially. He was a host, a presenter, comedian, commentator, and among other, several other jobs, and he became the face of the Celo Rojo Rice for 30 years. He was the spokesperson for that brand for, like, 30 years. Rice. Yeah, like, if so, you're Latino, yeah. you know how much we love rice. <laughs> yeah, we eat rice every damn day. And it's, like, uh, being, like, a present in some people's lives like that. You know, he was on, like, every show. And, you know, and then when the ads come on, he's there again with rice. So it's like, he was really, really popular and really known. Luis was married to Rosaura Lorenzana, who he had three kids with, Jorge, Luisito, and Roberto Vigoro. So Jorge actually died of leukemia in 1962. So that's sad. Yeah. So um, the second element, this story that we're going to talk about is... Lydia Echevarria. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm sorry. So she was born on the 14th of October, 1931. 
and she was a successful actress working on multiple novellas and TV series on, you know, the upcoming years. So, Ligia and Louise met in 1960 doing a presentation for the show La Hora Cero, or Zero Hour, which was produced by him. He was still married to his first wife, but still shoved shortly after they met, the same year, February. So, they got married, like, a month, probably, after mm -hmm. they met. So, they got and married, like, not, not, like, married, married, but, like, moved in married, right? Because he was still know. married to his old wife. Yeah, but he he might have had like a divorce coming on the way or something because oh, it says okay. that they yeah every everywhere I looked I was kind of confused about that everywhere I looked it says that they met in 1960 but if they m got married in like February that's a really short time window so they might have met in like 59 or 58 mm -hmm. and then he gets divorced but you know the consensus is that they met. In 1960, doing a, a recording of La So, you know, it's just information I found on Murderpedia, guys. It's <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. I try not to use Murderpedia that much, but this yeah, Murderpedia was actually a good legit. source. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like just Murderpedia. Okay, it's yeah, it's a few sources. Okay, so guys, stop judging me. Okay, I did my research on this. <laughs> so, okay, I'm, I, I got my finger waving here. She too, you is know, waving her there. finger, guys. I am. Guys, as, as what we said before, half of this podcast is, like, said through hands. It's really challenging, like, for me to write something because as I'm writing it, I'm like, okay, so this one I'm going to do with my hands as I say this. But then I'm going to go, like, wait. <laughs> Stephanie will see it, but no one else will. So I have to, like, dial yeah. it down a little bit. And, I mean, I am, like, waving my hands all around this thing. It's a closet. tight. I feel like they should create an audio version of hand movements. So, like, every time you moved your hand like this, it would say, mm -hmm. waving her hand. That's <laughs> 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 the whole thing. It's not even... Waves her hand nervously. Manically. Manically waving her hands. Hitting everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds okay, great. so... So, Louise and Ligia became then the co-hosts of the show Pariba Papi Pariba and Subi Nene Subi. Guys, That sounds I... so like the cheesy Latino show titles. You haven't even heard the description of the show and you're already <laughs> saying it's cheesy. Okay, hang on. I, 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 I YouTubed it. Okay, I went on YouTube and I looked for uh, screenings of this. I didn't find any for Subi Nene Subi, but Papi Pariba Papi... Oh. Pariba, Papi, Pariba, yes. It's the best show I've ever seen. It's honestly <laughs> the best thing I've ever seen. And I know you're not gonna, you know, go on YouTube right now and research it. So I am gonna narrate it for you guys. I am gonna describe what I saw. Again, my hands are still waving. I'm sorry. So. <laughs> uh, it was a game show, surprisingly. Okay, so it starts. And there's like a family with like 15 kids. Just waiting for like something to happen. They look really confused, and they could legit be like he being held like a at gunpoint. Like there's a gun behind the camera because they're like, I don't know what I'm doing here. So, yeah, uh, the host makes every single one of the kids and the parents say "Pariba, papi, pariba," right? And then they get to the baby. The baby's like bawling. The mom like pulls a pacifier out of the baby's mouth, and like they he cries like on the microphone. And mom's like there, like laughing, like oh my god, okay. 
So yeah, this is just introductions, okay? Ends are like crazy. So uh, they finally get onto the game show portion of it. So you know, by then I'm wondering like, what the fuck are you gonna do? Like here, you no, know, <laughs> spin the wheel, no. So the host leads them up a flight of stairs, and there's a whole poppy 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 song playing in the background, of course. So yeah, the baby's still crying. You can still crying in music, amazing. So, yeah, the as they get to the top of the stairs, the camera kind of pins out, and you see that they're standing on top of a ramp, and you go like, what? The dad's not there. The dad is on the bottom. He has to run up the ramp and meet his family. He sprints. The dad, like, sprints up to meet his fucking 67 kids, right, up there. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, never, he almost doesn't make it. And this is the best part of the show, okay? The one of the little kids, like, got boy's probably like four years old. He sticks his leg like down the ramp. The dad like grabs. They almost pulls both of them down, but they both make it. Like at last, they're both they're all up the ramp. So now they have to go all down the stairs, right? And you see, dude, the host is acting like he just landed on the moon. He's like, oh my god, I cannot believe you make it up that ramp. This is amazing. Oh my god, I cannot. I'm trying to handle- picture all of this in my head. And it sounds awful. It looks it's amazing. very bad in my head. It's not even the best part yet, Steph. Then the host <laughs> does something that I, I cannot, I just can't explain. Like, I cannot understand. He picks the dad up like a toddler. <laughs> like, picks him up and starts walking around the stage with the dad. Like, yeah, this guy. <laughs> he puts him down and he tries to, like, show uh, what, like, prizes the family got. And I actually wrote it all down, okay? And, guys, I just moved to a new house. I need to be on that show, okay? So, they get a whole TV set, a table with only four chairs, so, you know, the family has to, like, take turns eating because they have... Or they can do the chair dance and see who's gonna win. Yeah. So, so they got that. They got a radio, a blender, a record player, a beef grinder, a TV, chairs, a bed, a mattress, and, like, toys. Like, shit ton of toys for, like, every kid. Sign me, sign me up for that show. I wonder if I can be poppy and run up that ramp. Because I need it. I honestly need it. They got furniture for the whole house by just running up by a going ha- a up ramp. and down a ramp. No, just up. They didn't go down. They went up and then I, I down feel like I would fail that. That reminds me of when I was little and I tried to go up the, um, the slides, mm-hmm. the slip and slide in the playgrounds and i always failed all my friends would go up like really 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 fast and then like i would try to do it and fall on my face no No. i sucked at playgrounds (sighs) me too i was really bad like i always try to do like the monkey bars and made up like making a fool out of myself i hated it i could even like hang myself like upside down on the monkey bars and then do like a whole thing but then, if I had to go up the slip and slide, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I couldn't. <laughs> so, Poppy Padiba Poppy was one of the most watched TV shows in Puerto Rico in the 70s. Just dads going up ramps. I think we need to rescue that whole thing, you know? You know, since uh, a lot of Latin American TV shows, uh, especially like game shows, are all like a ripoff of each other, I wonder mm-hmm. if we had an equivalent to that in Brazil. Oh my god, I know, right? Because we rip off so many shows in Brazil. 
So I wonder if we had something like that. I'm going to look it up later. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, as I said, I didn't find anything for Subin and Isubi, but I think it must be a variation of that. Like babies going up ramps or poles or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because it's Nene yeah. and Subin. So yeah. I would think so. Someone explain the Puerto Rican fascination with people going up things. <laughs> or is it just like lack of creativity? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, you know, the dad's going up ramps made a no, lot of success. They're, they're innovating because I bet you before this, there was no shows about dads going up the ramps. There was no ramps so, in Puerto Rico before that. So that's why it's challenging. <laughs> they created a ramp, maybe. They created a concept of going up a ramp for a prize. Wow. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, um, I think it's great. Don't don't get me wrong, you guys. I think it's great. As it happens, when two very famous people become a couple, people start being obsessed with them. People like me who are obsessed with celebrities because they have no life. Mm-hmm. So they were the Lucy and Desi of Puerto Rico. They had two daughters together, uh, Glenn Dallies and Vanessa Vigoro. The New York Times says that Mr. Vigoro was, quote, Puerto Rican television mixture of Johnny Carson and Arthur Godfrey, and that for 20 plus years, the public saw nothing but a close knit happy marriage. But as you know, we know how those end. Right? Appearances are deceiving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially like with t- two happy couples, like those couples that are always like, yeah, I love you on Facebook, they fucking hate each mm-hmm. other. So I know, that was right? that. So at the time of his death in 1983, ooh, that's when my sister was born. I wonder if my sister killed him somehow. She would. I think we know who killed um, him. <laughs> Listen, Sorry. it could have been my sister. She could have tele- teleported from my mom's belly into that place, killed him, and gone back and be like, haha, bitch, I got away with her. Perfect murder. crime. <laughs> the perfect crime. They say the perfect crime doesn't yes. exist. I challenge that. So, um,. The time of his death, Luis was the host of a midday variety show, El Show de Miedo. No, mm-mm. El Show de Medio Dia. So it's the noon show, the half day show, a morning radio show, Buenos Dias Puerto Rico. And sometimes he even acted in plays and dabbled into some news anchor action. So he was a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also about to debut another game show, A Million which would eventually become one of the most popular shows in Puerto Rico. I wonder if that's um, similar to Show de Miguel. Probably the same thing as Show de Miguel. Yeah, like, who wants to be a millionaire? That's, that's <gasps> Did you see... I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. Did you see uh, Silvio Santos this week? I saw stuff about that on Instagram, but honestly, Silvio Santos is like a million years old, so I don't even yeah. pay attention to what he I says. I was like, I'm not surprised. He uh, sexually assaulted... Not assaulted, but verbally assaulted um, a singer like on stage during like a telethon um, charity event. He was like, yeah, you dress like this. I can't hug you because I'm going to get excited. And then the singer was like, she actually tried to get him out of it. She was like, yeah, I hope you're saying like, excited, oh, excited, like happy. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes, he no, like, I'm no, excited. Like like, <laughs> yeah. So fucking shitty, man. Shitty. But yeah, yeah he's like, it's, it's he's like a awkward. fossil. 
it's super awkward but at the same time i'm not trying guys i'm not trying to defend sexual harassment but one mm. that guy's 100 years old so he shouldn't even be on tv anymore he does not know yes. what he's saying i'm pretty sure he has dementia or something like that mm. and but two other tv show hosts in brazil specifically have said worse crap like that yeah worse crap than that actually and yeah. no one cares. I agree so. what you say, though, with, you know, him not... He's not even supposed to be on TV anymore. And it's so true, guys. He's so old. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. He's really... Extra, he's... Well, he's not 100, but, like, he has some dementia or something like that. Yeah. And he's been having that for, like, at least 10 years now, so... Yeah. In addition to the busy life and show business, he was also having... Not the guy that we were talking about. He, mm-hmm. uh... Vigoro, okay? We're, we're back on the case, guys. Oh, okay. In case you didn't notice. Yeah. So in addition to the busy life in show business, he was also having an affair with a model named Nidia Castillo, um, which started, I guess, in 1982. Mm-hmm. Lydia, upon, fi- upon finding out about it, quit their daily show. Luis filed for divorce. She contested, and he began telling their friends that he was going to marry Nidia. So, Nidia, not Lydia. They, they have similar very names similar names. But one is with an N, the other one is with an L. L is wife, N is mistress. So, on January 17th, the day before the divorce was supposed to be granted, Luis Vigoro's body was found in the trunk of his Mercedes, burned and abandoned in an isolated area. Ooh. So, we're going to quote the New York Times article again because it's very accurate. Okay, so the murder touched uh... oh my god, this doesn't make any sense, but it's a quote. Okay, the murder touched off the murder touched off an outpouring of national grief, unmatched by anything since the death of governor or former governor Luis Munoz Marin in nineteen eighty. Thousands of people tried to get into the funeral par- parlor, and hundreds of thousands lined the road to the cemetery. No one appeared to grieve more than Miss Echeverria. Yes. So the Dude, wife is yeah. like the grieving wife, quite literally. The grieving wife, quite, yeah. No, she was like crying on top of the, the cask. Oh my god, big sunglasses kind of thing. But she's an actress, guys. No spoilers. It's always like that. I personally know someone who died, and that person's uh, children were very abusive towards them. Um, as they got like older, as they became elders, and as soon as that person died, the children were like, "Oh my God, take me with them!" You know, it's always like that. <laughs> like, bitch, shut the fuck yeah, up, no. sit okay. your ass down. So, so she yeah. began compensating for her loss with work, being part of several plays and not in novellas on the aftermath of the death. But the press, of course, made the, obi- the habitual circus of the situation and speculated on, you know, who did it. I wonder who did it, that kind of thing. And, of course, pointed all their fingers to her. It's important to remember that Luis was very, very, very loved and that his affair and the trouble he was having in the marriage with uh, Lydia was very public, too. So, on the 26th, uh, she is interrogated by the police for hours, but nothing happened. On the 31st, the Commonwealth Justice Department finally reported that they would make an arrest for the murder. They would arrest, quote, 
a family of hoodlums. I'm hoping that this is not a slur. And a prominent entertainment star. So everyone is like, gee, I wonder who might that be, you know? The entertainment star. wonder who that is. And charges are pressed on the 25th of September against Lydia Edgardo... Oh my god, I hate names. Edgardo... It's not Velasquez, it's Vasquez. Edgardo (laughs) Vasquez. I'm having a hard time, sorry. No, Edgardo Vasquez Reyes. Pablo Guevara. Steph, can you read the names for me? I can't. (laughs) Wait. I'm sorry. Wait. Okay. So, uh, Lydia, Edgardo Vasquez Reyes, Pablo Guadalupe Aquino, Ruben Guadalupe Jorge Jaime Guadalupe, David Lopez Watts, San Francisco, Papo Newman. Is that all one name? No, and. (laughs) Oh, okay. David's name is San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Who the heck I'm is sorry, typing fast. And... David Lopez Watts and, uh, and Francisco Papo Newman. I almost said <laughs> and San Francisco. Oh my god. Why, Lord? It's late, okay. you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. So, on the 20. 20- so, what happened that day? Okay, let's get to it. Stop laughing because this is horrible. On the 17th, Francisco Papa Newman, who, I mean, Murderpedia said he is a male model, but oh, I haven't mean, looked at any pictures. Do you mean San Francisco? I'm just kidding. San Francisco is a male model. So, yeah, he got into Luis's car and ordered him to drive. When he told him to stop the car, they were already far away from the city in that isolated place where the car was found. And Papo uh, hit Luis over the head with a car wrench, stabbed him multiple times with an ice pick, and oh. dosed the car with the car and the body with gasoline, ultimately setting him on fire. Luis uh, died as a result of the fire. He was already he was still alive when he was put in the trunk. Oh, that's awful! You know what that reminds me of? Totally sidebar, but when I uh, was first really getting into true crime, I don't remember her name. There's this girl who's, like, 12, and she got, like, kidnapped by some other girls, and they threw her in the trunk and, like, stabbed her multiple times and stabbed, mm-hmm. and, like, they kept, like, stopping the car and stabbing her, mm-hmm. and then they would drive a little bit more and stab her. I think her mm-hmm. name was Shayna something, and then they set her on fire, but then the mm-hmm. autopsy found that she was still alive. I'm going to find a documentary and send mm-hmm. it to you, because I remember, like, when I watched it, I was so messed up for, like, weeks. I was like, yeah. this is so fucked up. So, yeah, oh my god this is the level of friendship that we have oh my god carol i was so messed up because of this so now <laughs> i'm gonna send it to you so you can be messed up too. Yeah. i mean how worse can it get right i mean <laughs> i mean i mean let's count how many times i say i mean on the episodes because this is annoying me take a shot every time she says so I mean. what was that i was trying to say that uh Papu was not the only one in the car. Uh, David Watts was also with him. But some reports don't put David Watts in the car. But I am betting that uh, he was not on the car by himself. Mm-hmm. You know, because carrying the body to the trunk kind of thing. So I think David was there with him. So, David or... I mean, we we are Americanizing it. But I'm not guessing that he was Davi. American. So David was with him too. So, the crime was ordered by Lydia and executed uh, by the Guadalupe family. 
Papo and Watts. I think Papo and Watts were hired by the Guadalupe family. Okay. So yeah, yeah. If you, when we read, when we try to read the names, you hopefully, uh, you know, realize that there were several Guadalupes in there, and that's the people that were charged with, you know, that conspiracy. So the Guadalupes had been known for murder, hi- murder for hire plots. And they were no strangers to the police. Just a few weeks earlier, they had been linked to the death of a lawyer, too. So Lydia paid them $2,500 for the whole thing. Wow. Isn't that too low for a murder that's of a like TV nothing. star? I mean, that's the 80s, but I don't think that's a no, lot. Not even in the 80s. That that was nothing. Like, no, that's are you like, kidding me? Yeah. No, that is not. $2,500 is a lot in like 1820. <laughs> <laughs> but not in 1983. No, and this sounds <laughs> famous, you guys. I'm like, I, I yeah. was outraged by that. Yeah, no. Right? Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> and on May 2nd, 1986, Lydia was found guilty and sentenced to 208 years in prison. But because she's an old lady, after all, in 1999, she was allowed to leave uh, jail and live at home under a curfew for uh, the reason that her health was not that great. So basically, she's like house arrest. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, because she's an entertainer, after all, she begins to reappear in plays and TV shows as long as she's back home by 8 p.m. Oh, that's cute. She has a middle schooler's curfew. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one of the roles she played was of a woman who killed her husband. Ironic. Yeah. Just, can you imagine people, like, being like, yes! Yes, like, get the assassin to play, you know? Yeah. How? What? Mm? Yeah. And people were obviously pissed about uh, this case and uh, how the case is a great example of a double standard when it Mm -hmm. comes to murder because she's a rich, well-connected, and famous woman. So it's like the crime is less bad and she doesn't really deserve to be in jail, you know? Because this poor, rich, Mm -hmm. old woman, like, are you really going to throw her in jail? No, right? Because poor old me. The person who granted her release was Governor Pedro Rosello, who, interestingly enough, had said that he could not grant any pardons for people who were convicted of violent crimes or drug trafficking. But he released Lydia for humanitarian reasons. Yeah, suck my dick. I wish you guys could see my face. This is the worst. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Like, no. No, that that is a bullshit excuse, if you ask me. She has since filed for an extension of her curfew. Isn't she like a hundred years old? Why do you want to be up past eight, lady? I'm 20. I was about to say my age, but I'm in my early 20s and I don't even want to stay up past eight. Why do you want to stay up past eight? You're like a mummy. Like, go lay down with, uh, what's his name? (laughs) Tutankhamen. Go go lay down with him. Just die. Uh, Okay, so she wants her curfew to be, uh, at 1 a.m. instead of 8 p.m. so she could do evening performances but of course she was denied she has been on two american movies the latest being um in 2013 dark power which sean patrick flannery and christana loken have no idea who are those are they in like one of those weird ass movies like sharknado those b-rated movies that white people i think this i think calling this movie a b-rated movie is a compliment it's too much. 
Okay, so this movie has a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Not because no one rated it. People rated it 0%. Like, 15 people <laughs> rated it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm gonna... <laughs> Steph, Steph almost spit her water. <laughs> yes, I did. It, yeah. That would have been tragic. Although mm-hmm. I did spill um, juice all over my laptop uh, fairly oh. recently, and it's still working. So whenever people tell you Chromebooks are trash... Mm-hmm. tell them this story i bought this freaking chromebook for 120 dollars on black friday spilled juice all over it it's still good dude so, my computer is seven years old and it is still going really strong See? i am so impressed so, i don't yeah. even think no, it's i awful. could turn my old macbook i have an old white macbook mm-hmm. i don't even think i could turn that on I don't think it works anymore. I just keep it as a memory of Dude, the old no, times. My computer is a 2011 uh, MacBook. Not uh, I think it's a MacBook Pro. And I got it. It was so long ago, dude. And it fell. It actually fell from like a the second. Uh, it fell from a bunk, a bunk bed, basically. It fell on my foot a few times because I just pulled things and it would fall. And it's still going great. Like, I had a few problems with the fan, like, a few years ago. And it made, you know, the loudest noise possible. But recently, the noise just stopped out of the blue. So, we're doing great, yeah. me and my computer. Yeah. Can so, I just... I'm, go- I'm probably going to have a funeral when he dies. Honestly, because I love <laughs> no, it. No, just keep it forever as, like, a memory. Oh, no, Be I'm definitely like going to keep it. Do you think I'd throw anything away at this point? Like, I really don't. <laughs> But yeah, can no, I guys, just complain uh, momentarily? About complain about something. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to get a new uh, laptop to go to school, and I'm one of those guys. I like MacBooks. I the only reason I use a Chromebook is because it was fucking cheap as fuck. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to get a new MacBook to to take to school, and now Apple the student finance thing like makes you get a mm-hmm. brand new credit card from barclay i already have a barclay card like mm-hmm. before that you could do like one of those store financing things where you could pay it within six months now you have to do it through the barclay credit card so you guys can suck my dick i'm gonna keep my chromebook yeah. and you're not getting my money so there's <laughs> that yeah so uh let's get back to the movie before this after this, you know, great tangent about computers. I mean, we love <laughs> tangents, you guys. But I need to say this, okay? Because I read it, and you guys are going to, you know, listen to it, too. So, uh, we will now re- describe the plot of the uh, movie. 2013 movie, Dark Powers, with Sean Patrick Fan- Fannery and Christiana Loken. We're not going to describe, like, the whole thing. But we're going to let this review on IMDb tell you guys everything you need to know about it. It's just the greatest thing I've ever seen. So, um, okay, let's start. The characters are one-dimensional. You never really care for them. Asian Driver is meant to be the hottie who loves kicking butt and taking names. How she goes to being a vulnerable and a cheerleader of Archer to being assigned a case by Brazilian CIA is, well, mind-boggling. We don't have a CIA. Do we have a CIA? Um, I know that we have an FBI, but I don't know about a CIA. If we do, do we, why, I have no idea. Why do they choose Brazilian CIA on this movie? 
Like, yes, Listen, we need a foreign, foreign CIA, Brazilian CIA. They need a corrupt uh, authority figures, probably. So. Probably. So, Archer is a, a broody detective with a love for a hooker. You never really get to understand his drive. His mother is in bed, apparently, terribly sick, yet look- looking more glamorous than f- the female lead. Burn! Burn! Mm-hmm. So, nothing ties together. The two agents have no clear chemistry, so how they end up hooking up is beyond me. The Illuminati angle is a stretch at best, and suddenly the protagonist loses his grapefruits and looks pathetic at the end as he's finished on a, chi- on a cheap car's windscreen, so all you keep thinking is, get out of the way, the car's not quick enough, and he couldn't... <laughs> Who have lit a cigarette and got halfway through it and still seen the car coming. So I guess he was ran over at the end of this <laughs> murder Brazilian CIA movie. So you never empathize with him or care. Archer mysteriously disappeared with an email saying he's out in the shoe at the end of the at the end of the comes from nowhere by a coastline. Doesn't make any sense, but it's exactly what it's written. It's a copy and paste, you guys. From my review, you're probably thinking I'm not thinking <laughs> From a review, you're probably thinking it's not coherent. Well, my friends, that's because the film is isn't. Yeah, your review is not coherent. Okay, so this film was made by a director clearly who has some sanity and knowledge of how to tell a story, but comes across as susceptible to cocaine psychosis with illusions of epic grandeur. Couple of hours of my life, I'll never get back. Watch Max Payne instead. Who the heck is Max Payne? I don't know. But yeah, this has a 0% rate. So I wonder if there's like a culture or like a a following of just like B-rated movies or C or D-rated movies. Because that, first of all, what is Max Payne and why (laughs) would I watch that? Yeah. I don't know. I just thought like, yeah, anyways, they clearly put Lydia in there. She has like a minor role on it probably. Just to, you know, gather some publicity. Like, yes, we have a real assassin on this crime movie, you know, and it didn't work because they're still doing pretty bad, you know? That would and be it like wasn't... having OJ in a murder plot movie. Yeah. Like... Yeah. But the difference is everybody would watch that. The people don't care that much about Lydia. Would so... they really watch that? I'm a little I over did. OJ, to be honest. I think I've heard everything I needed to hear about that. But, yeah, people are... mm, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. So, you guys... (laughs) Let us know if you had ever heard of Pariba Papi Pariba or Sube Nene Sube. (laughs) Because I need to know more about this show. I need to know if it's still on, if there was a revamping of it in the 90s. Because, you know, in Latin America, that's how people be. They create one thing... Once mm-hmm. and they just keep revamping it forever and ever mm-hmm. and ever and trying to bring it back and it never works. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If it is still on, please invite us to go. I would so go into this. I'm actually you gonna know? look up. Yeah, I that. I don't I, I, I don't know. It might be on like a variation, but we're not like a you know like a segment on a show or something because those things get recycled over and over. And I know they did some kind of. Um, celebration of louise's uh life probably like in the 90s um and they had like a, 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 i didn't see the whole thing because it wasn't available but they had like a ramp on the stage so i'm guessing someone ran up the ramp that day 
I found a Mexican version of it. I'll go. It's even closer. That's great. No, but it's in the 70s. Oh. Time machine, so, you guys. So, Meg, who ripped off who? Ripped off who? Mexico or Puerto Rico? Let me know in the comments. Who oh was God. the creator of the ramp show? Probably the same people. Yeah, true. Probably the same people who try to pitch mm. one show against the other. So the viewers would think that they were rivals, but in reality, they were both making money together and jokes on all yeah, of us. Exactly. In reality, they probably had no idea that there was two shows. Maybe it wasn't one of those like ideas that kind of flow into the creative consciousness of everyone else. And Maybe it was like Chiquititas, where they had like one version and then the other version created mm-hmm. by the same people. Yeah, Chiquititas. Mm-hmm. I feel like I mean Brazilian TV has been doing that for a while. They're just revamping like classics from the nineties. Yeah. Right. Well, but Chiquititas was uh, created in Argentina first, and oh, then in Brazil. Okay. But it was created it, like the Brazilian version was created by the same guy who created the Argentinian version. So the Brazilian, like I'm talking about the '90s one, okay, mm-hmm. not the crap that they put out like five years ago. Get the fuck out of here with that. The '90s one, where I had the freaking cassette tape, and I had all the T-shirts, and my mm-hmm. sister and I did all the freaking choreography. Yes. So that's what I'm talking about. So in the '90s, when uh, they pitched the idea to SBT, they actually flew the whole cast to Argentina, and it was recorded in Argentina. Really? But then, yeah, everything was recorded in Argentina. They had to live. The, like the cast had to live in Argentina for like three or four years. Like all the Holy kids shit. went to school in Argentina and all of that. Yeah, I didn't know that. The Why didn't know. they just record in fucking Brazil? Everybody lives there. Um, I don't know why. I think it's because it was a creation they... from the TV studios in Argentina. Were they laundry Maybe. money or something? Well, this is like unbelievable. Yeah. But I still know if anyone wants to drop some tunes from Chiquititas, if anyone wants to drop some tunes from Chiquititas, I still know a lot of the choreography, guys. I can put it on and we can get down to business singing Chiquititas. The only thing, <laughs> the only thing actually recorded in Brazil was the opening. Because the opening is in Sao Paulo on, I think it's Avenida Paulista, something like that. Wow. But that's the only thing that was recorded in Brazil. I got to say, I'm really impressed by your knowledge of... Of useless facts. Yes, I am. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know what to say among them right now. How do you know so much about... <laughs> now, ask me about school. How's school going? Let's How's not school... talk about it. Like, um... Okay, alright, alright. You guys, I went to a law school fair today with my mom. Mm-hmm. And she was making me go to like all the Ivy League tables, and she goes, "Well, my daughter is gonna get into this school," and blah blah blah. Uh-huh. And I was just looking at her like, uh-huh. "This poor sure. child, this poor soul." And like, she really liked mm-hmm. one of the Ivy Leagues. She liked the vibe of the person who was like representing mm-hmm. the school. So she goes, "You're gonna go to that school," blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Sure, Jan." Sure. Mm-hmm. Let's try. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm so gonna get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. How was your day? 
Carol, how's, how's your my holiday? day? Oh, my day was all the screaming I did on this episode inside my head. That's how it was. Because I researched and stuff. And then I watched some of The Office. I've been, I'm been i watching The Office for the third time. The whole thing. Get at my always. level, bro. I've seen it over 20. Boom! Wow. I'm just kidding. I, Again, I did I'm not sorry. mean to drop a boom. Uh, but yeah. I love The Office. But no, it's great. I do go from Goodbye Michael to the last episode always. I do not watch anything in between. Hmm. I, I tried it only once when it was actually when The Office was actually on. I tried watching it after Steve Carell left, but I'm not, I don't have time for that. So I just go goodbye, Michael, last episode, goodbye, Michael, last episode, then we restart. Why? Because I fucking hate everything in between. <laughs> like, I love, like, I love James Spader, but him in The Office is the most cringeworthy thing ever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, please don't ruin James Spader for me, guys. So I stopped watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think for me at least, The Office has like a good period. Like the first seasons are great, but I feel like it starts getting like really good uh, when the branches like merge and uh, Andy and like Jim and Pam. Yeah. Not Angie, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like when Andy gets to The Office. Uh, I think it's when it starts, like, great for me, you know? Yeah. And when Jim and Pam start, like, you know, their relationship really start, it's when, like, it's a sweet spot for me. That, until Michael leaves, you know? Mm-hmm. After that, it's funny, but it, I mean, it's cool because, you you know, the characters are not bad and you're still, you still have, you know, all the familiarity and stuff. But it's not the same. You know what I mean? You still watch it because it's the same people and you enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think that um, that whole uh, third season is probably my favorite season of The Office. Mm -hmm. Um, My least favorite, so between season one and season seven, I think, is when Steve Carell left. Mm -hmm. I think my least favorite is like the very last season. When yeah. he gets back together with Holly, I felt like that, like, even the first time I watched it, I remember thinking that that was a little bit forced, <laughs> so. Yeah, it was like there's nothing else to say, and they were, like, kind of forcing an end. Yeah, I wish they would have just, everything. like, ended the show there. It's yeah. sort of like with Supernatural. I love Supernatural. Um, I, I haven't seen Supernatural since season 12, which is something that is crazy for me because i i know supernatural lines like by heart Mm -hmm. i know like if you say episode yada yada like at work we were talking about supernatural i was like oh that's episode whatever and they were like whoa how do you know that i was like bitch you don't know my knowledge about useless things so (laughs) yeah i think we're getting to know it every episode now (laughs) no but with supernatural i wish they would have just ended it at season five Mm-hmm. But then, like, the fans wouldn't let them end it. Yeah. And I don't know if that was the case with The Office. I know with Supernatural, since I was super active within the fandom, I know that it was more, like, fan-requested that Supernatural kept going on and on and on. And it's still on. But with The Office, I don't know if it was fan or, like, 
they wanted more money or a little bit of both. Because I feel like he could have ended when yeah. Michael left. Yeah. I feel like it was a good career uh, move for Steve Carell to not renew his mm-hmm. contract. Because I feel like if he would have stayed in the office, it wouldn't be good. I think for me, like, even if I don't really like a show and where it's going, I will, like, keep on watching it just so I keep on hating it. And oh, I only, no. I only stopped for one show. And, I mean, what was it? I've already said it online. So, guys, if you know me from Facebook, you know it. Jane the Virgin. Oh, my God. I have never seen that show, actually. Oh, watch I'm Jane the Virgin. I'm not a big fan amazing. of the, the, like, I have, like, mixed, I get mixed vibes from the girl. Uh, what's her face? Gina? Gina Rodriguez. Yeah, so I, I don't want to. Yeah, I like know. her, but watch it. It's a great show. It's great. And plus, there's a one Brazilian guy in there. Which one? The dad, Helio. His, like, Mexican-Brazilian. Oh, Jaime Camille? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. His, his mom's Brazilian, Brazilian yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it's from uh, so... Ugly Betty. That's how I feel about Shonda Rhimes. Like, every show, well, except great, except mm-hmm. Grey's Anatomy, which I thought sucked from the beginning, but mm-hmm. most of her shows tend to be pretty... Well, Quantico was very boring in the beginning, too, mm-hmm. and um, For the People was very boring from the beginning. So I'm only referring to Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder, really, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But, like, they're both very interesting shows mm-hmm. in the beginning, and then she just does things for like yeah, a shock know, right? effect and i'm like i'm shutting this off like i'm yeah, not no. one of those people that are like oh i wonder what's gonna happen i'm like nope i don't have time for this i have mm-hmm. a whole netflix queue of shows <laughs> that i could be watching so goodbye yeah no i liked how to get away with murder but you know but it's just too much sometimes no when she no too much guys when she but- killed wes i was like nope never watch it again mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And scandal, another spoiler, guys. When uh, Jake was accused of killing uh, Fitz's son, I literally did not watch Scandal for a whole year because I was so fucking mad. I was so mad. Like even speaking about Scandal made me mad. And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna try to watch it one more time. Mm-hmm. Maybe afterwards it gets. And then Olivia is all like, oh, Fitz, <laughs> I don't want to be a mistress. Like then don't fucking be the mistress. Like <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like oh my god. No, I was no. mad about Wes for a different reason, though. Because, I mean, I think I said this before on this podcast. I don't really like any of the characters, and I don't really like, uh, you know, cheer or hate any of them. I just don't really care for them that much. Like, I'm just watching it like a shit show burning. I'm like, yes, whatever, you know. It's like literally watching a bag of shit burn. I don't care for it. I don't hate it. You know what I mean? It's just that. But I was mad about Wes because I was like... We never get any Brazilian actors on TV. And when we finally do, they kill them off. And I'm like, I was so mad. I was mad because I was like, this is my representation going down the drain right now. And you guys are watching it. You're letting it happen. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I was mad. But, I mean, it's fine. He's not anywhere else, though. Like, is he acting on anything else? Um, I don't know. He's very cute, though. So, I would so adapt that. Yeah. He looks like a black version of one of my cousins. So, it's kind of weird but still is your cousin single yeah i think so but i would not i would not advise you to do that i would not advise you to accept that yes okay whatever guess i'll stay single (laughs) again yeah 
um what other shows well i i stopped watching tv shows like i have no problem stop like mm-hmm. as i told you guys i have a whole hulu netflix amazon queue of shows that i can be watching <laughs> so ain't nobody got time for that mm-hmm. but um game of thrones is a show that i stopped watching oh i stopped um, in like the third episode just good yeah i know as soon as they like fucked up one of my favorite book characters i was like fuck you mm-hmm. fuck you hbo you can suck my dick and i hope this show <laughs> fails um there's a lot of shows oh you know what other show i stopped watching what? i don't know if you watch it at all uh the good place <gasps> you stopped watching the good place yeah because like after you? Uh, spoilers guys after like they found out that it was actually the bad place, I was like, mm-hmm. "How original!" And then I just clicked off. <laughs> like, no thanks. No. The good place. I saw a bunch of people shitting on like the second season and all, and I watched yep. it. I didn't love it, but first season was just great, and I love it. Yeah, so season much. one. But like, I can rewatch yeah. season one multiple times. I love Ted Dancy. Like Three Men and a Baby, <laughs> one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> Ted Dancy and Ted Dancy and Whoopi Goldberg. Like, uh-huh. couple goals, Making America. Yeah, it's good. Not, not making, Made in America. Great movie. I love that movie. Like, definition of my childhood. Is that, like, I mean, because, again, I care for the plot and I care for the characters. I was like, yeah, this is, you know, this is nice. And I just, I kept on watching it. I was like, I'm not going to criticize this. It's just, like, the same plot lines that I like and, like, the... You know, the characters I'm familiar with, so I just kept on watching it just for the entertainment factor, but not that it was going to add anything to my life experience. You know what I mean? You played yourself. I really want to watch this uh, Latin history for morons. Yes! But I wonder if it's actual Latin history or Hispanic history. Thank you! Insert the Michael Scott gift here, slapping the table. Thank you! I really wonder if he has know, anything about Brazil in there. Yeah, I or know all the other Hispanic non-Spanish-speaking is countries. a term that a lot of people don't like. So I'm sorry if I have to use that term, yeah. but I'm just trying to refer to people that speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let, let us know. know if there's a, a better term for this, because yeah, I don't know. Because I mean, Brazilians, we do have kind of a history of not placing ourselves in the same basket than all the other Latin American countries, you know? We want to act like we are, you know, Europe, and we are, you know, a white country and everything, so... I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm no, okay I know, but, being, like, historically... I'm okay with being the peasant from Latin America. Me too. Uh, not every like other Brazilian worse. wants to be part of royalty. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I think that that kind of separation that we do it to ourselves, really, you know, and it's not, you know, just... About Latin America is, you know, trying to separate ourselves from, like, black culture and everything that we have. And every anything that is not white, European, and bossa nova is kind of yep. looked down upon. So I think yep. we do it ourselves. If we're not on that special, it's our fault, okay? But we should oh be on the special God. because we're Latin, too. Did you see Haunting uh, on Hill House? Of Hill House, no. whatever? No, I don't um, watch it. Okay, I'm not gonna comment on it then. No, don't. Next episode, guys. Um, uh, guys, <laughs> this is all I have to say about that show. <sighs> That's my comment on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, guys, we should wrap um, this up. 
Yeah, we should wrap it up. So, uh, last week I didn't do shout-outs. Because I forgot. Mm-hmm. That's a legit reason, okay? Because I forgot. And this week we old. have a... No, this week we have a huge list. So, I'm sorry. We're gonna well, plunge through those names, okay? So, first off, we have Samantha. Not, you know, Sam. Samantha. We have two Samanthas on this podcast. Welcome, Samantha. Greta. Lillian. Mary. Tachi. Kira. Hilda. Laura. Mike. Ty. Vanessa, Dave, Amelia, Grazi, Marco, Leslie, Rodrigo, Heather, and Sean. Thank you guys so much for liking us. Uh, you, if you, in case you guys didn't know, if you like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, if you follow us and we can kind of see that you're a real person, uh, we'll shout you out on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. If, so yeah, if you uh, want to shout out, you can also tell us. But yeah, if you email us, us like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if we'll you own a you store it. that sells like hair extensions, we don't care about your follow. No, but Thank if you, you are a store that sells hair extensions and you follow us because that's your Instagram profile, then you can like comment saying like, "Hi, I um, love you guys," you know. Mm. Or no, love. Love is a strong word. Okay, we're not ready for that kind of commitment yet. Yeah, say I like you guys. That's great. Yeah. So don't be yeah, and too we'll shout you out. overly sensitive with us. Like, don't don't give me this love thing. Like, I'm not ready for it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. yeah exactly. We still gotta go on a few dates, right? You still gotta. We still spoon them. You have. You gotta that, buy so me it's... dinner first. Yeah. Exactly. At least buy me a salad. Yeah. Well, a Cobb salad. salad. Cobb salad. Cobb salad. I love no. Cobb salad. I was telling my mom this today. We went to the Cheesecake Factory, and I was like, "Mom." I fucking love Cobb salads, and I was just like, "You went to the cheesecake factory for... and you ate salad, Stephanie?" No, I didn't. I was just telling her oh. that I fucking love Cobb salads, and I went on and on about Cobb salads for twenty minutes, and she was just looking at me like, <laughs> "Okay, if you don't like Cobb salads, you don't like me, okay? Because Cobb salads and me were pretty much the same people." <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I had a sandwich though. I was oh. going to have pasta, but they freaking up the price of the pasta mm-hmm. at the Cheesecake Factory. It used to be, first of all, when I first started going to the Here Cheesecake go. Factory 10 years ago, mm-hmm. pasta was twelve ninety nine. Then it went to fourteen ninety nine. Then it was fifteen ninety nine. Today I went there, seventeen ninety five. <laughs> what the heck is happening? My wages are not going up, but the price of pasta is. Yes, <laughs> talk to your representatives, you guys. This is injustice happening. Stop the inflation of pasta at the Cheesecake Factory. I know, right? I mean, pasta's still the same. Uh, today I ate Brazilian stroganoff. It was good. Beef or chicken? Yeah. Chicken. Oh, okay, good. Because I fucking hate the beef one. <gasps> oh my god, thank I you so much. It. I hate beef stroganoff. I hate it when I went over people's house and they're like, Oh, we had stroganoff. Then it was beef stroganoff. Like, mm. specify no. that is beef stroganoff so no, I can thanks. prepare my stomach not to eat it. Yeah. And beef stroganoff is never good because the beef is never, like, soft. It's never juicy. Ugh. It doesn't cook well. Right? Ugh. And then it separates weird. It's awful. No, chicken stroganoff is the best. I mean, shrimp stroganoff is kind of good. But I've never had shrimp stroganoff. What do you... Like, uh, I mean... Brazilian stroganoff is like the one of the five things I know how to cook, so I'm making it like every t- all the time, and Matt likes it too. Be so careful! Like, yes. 
When my sisters and I first moved out, well, not moved out, when my parents moved here, all my sister knew how to cook was, like, mashed potatoes and something Mm. else. So she made that for a whole month. Oh, no. And we got the worst diarrhea, all three of us, (laughs) and it was only one bathroom. (laughs) no. It was only one bathroom, and three girls with diarrhea because of mashed potatoes. Then we couldn't eat mashed potatoes for, like, two years. (laughs) Because my sister would make, like, rice, beans, mashed potato, meat. Oh, rice, beans, oh. mashed potato, meat. For, like, a whole month. I, I don't know if it was a month. Maybe it was, like, three weeks. A long time. it was time. a while. And oh. then we had, like, diarrhea for at least a week. No. So, I know how careful. to make more things. I know how to make other things, you know. it's. But Brazilian stroganoff is one thing I know how to cook really well. So, it's good. I fucking hate cooking. Yeah. Get recipe time, guys. If you if you don't know, uh, I think we did we talk about this before here. No, I don't know. No, yeah. So what you do is okay. It's the easiest thing. You uh, chop some be- some chicken, like two pe- per person. Count like one um, breast, chicken breast. Yeah, one chicken breast per person. You chop it up, you know, in little cubes, whatever. Season it. Season it. Don't wash it. Let's emphasize on don't wash. No, you gotta your wash the chicken first. No, you don't have to wash it. You wanna die? Are you cooking unwashed meat? Yes. Gross. Okay, keep going. No, you don't wash your chicken because if you wash your chicken, it gets the bacteria of the. Listen, listen, Linda. I know that you wash all the meat always. That's how my mom taught me how to cook. You always wash. Okay, the I'm meat. not gonna argue with your mom then. But anyway, you season it. <laughs> Please season it too because if you're eating unseasoned chicken, that's gross. Season it yeah. and you fry it. No, but oh actually season it. Don't just like put a little mm-hmm. salt and pepper. Like actually no, no. salt and pepper is not seasoning. Let's start there. Yeah. So yeah. You're gonna get like one of those sauce pans. Not like, you know, a frying pan or anything, because I mean you're using one pan for this, like you're not one pot. It's a one pot recipe. You know, don't yeah. put two because it's more dishes for you to wash. And we're, we're trying to be lazy here. Yeah. So you're going to fry the chicken, right? When the chicken is done frying, you put two um, cans of creme de leche. That is, you know, that table cream thing. You find it on the cake aisle at, you know, any grocery store. Nestle. Table cream or creme cream. de leche. Huh? Heavy cream. But if you do it, heavy cream is different. I don't know. I always buy the Brazilian brand, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, me too. Don't use heavy, heavy cream. is different. Yeah, but it means that in the cake aisle, next to the sweetened milk, you're going to find it. Yeah, so, it's in Spanish. It says, like, yeah. crema something. Crema de leche with some strawberries. It's for desserts, but use it for stroganoff. Then you put uh, two cans of tomato sauce or, you know, just eyeball some ragu sauce in there, whatever. And a little squirt of ketchup. And that's it. If you have, like, uh, mushrooms, like those, um... No, do not put mushrooms in anything ever. Yeah, but some people put mushrooms. I've seen people put corn in there, too. Corn is good. Corn Mushroom bad. Corn good. Mushroom bad. I don't mind the mushrooms, honestly. But I don't buy mushrooms, so it's just a chicken for me. And yeah, and you serve that with rice and uh, And potatoes. potatoes. Yeah, potato sticks. Or if you're like me and you're poor, you cannot buy a separate type of thing. You just crush some lace and you eat it with it because the same effect. But if you want to be traditional, potato strings. Yeah. 
the more you know i had not thought mm-hmm. about but i don't really buy chips at my house so i wouldn't even have lace mm-hmm. we are not a fun yeah. foods household let's wrap this up because we gotta go yeah <laughs> and i think i'm gonna eat a baby bell cheese because i'm hungry mm. so that's gonna be fun yeah i love baby bell cheese uh, okay okay all right guys Goodbye. i hope you enjoyed it bye Thank you for listening to another episode of Suspiria, a true crime podcast. If you are a creep and enjoy listening to all this horrible information, please write us a five-star review on iTunes. And also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as Suspiria Podcast. Facebook is also Suspiria Podcast. If you want to follow Carol, you can follow her at Suspiria Carol. And you can follow me at eu.steph. Note. None of us post anything interesting. We do, actually. Also, if you want to support the podcast, please consider answering our listener survey. It will help us out immensely, and we will be eternally grateful. If you have any case suggestions, feel free to drop them over at suspiriapodcast at gmail.com. Or, if you want to be part of this podcast, you can also email us. We promise we won't bite. Ciao! Ciao.